Welcome to Health Hits Experience. The anger is sort of what keeps me going. This is how change works. It's small things all gathered together. Make sure that the rest of the group knows. So I need to know that you have my back on this. Hello and welcome to Health Hits Experience. Uh, if you are a long-time viewer of the show, you are probably, probably noticing that something looks odd. That is because I am, in fact, not Pretty Lee, your normal... <gasps> Your normal host for the show, I, uh, <laughs> I am in fact uh, filling in for an exciting two-shot of a completely different game system. We are going to once again leave our poor ether bastards uh, on their uh, midst of their adventures They'll while be fine. we... They're, 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 they're great. They're fine. They're doing well. Uh, while we explore something a little different. And uh, <laughs> so today we are going to be playing a different game. This is called uh, Rippers which is uh, a game produced by uh, 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 Pinnacle Entertainment Group. My God, my brain is not working. Don't worry, uh, we have it on and our And it uses the Savage Worlds game system, which is a, uh, a very fast, fun, and furious system. It's a universal system that uh, handles uh, a wide number of different settings. This setting is called Rippers. It's and cool. It the is, really cool. And Rippers is set in the uh, Victorian era, and uh, our characters are all Victorian-era monster hunters. Uh, the vibe for the game, uh, the inspiration is uh, things like the, the movie Van Helsing, uh, the TV show Penny Dreadful, uh, or uh, to a lesser extent, but still somewhat in there, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, hmm. That's kind of the vibe for the, uh, for the game, and we're going to try to recreate that for you here today. Um, before we get started, I do want to take a minute to uh, once again uh, let you know that we are coming to you live from the studios of uh, Community Access Media. And uh, as you probably know, if you have been watching our show, uh, Cam is uh, undergoing some uh, infrastructural problems here in the building, and they would appreciate any kind of support that you can afford to give. Uh, somewhere uh, there is a, uh, a link there's a, a QR code. There's all kinds of stuff that I'm sure at some point you will see and you will be able to uh, click on that. And if you can, if you got any money to spare, you got a few bucks you want to throw Cam's way, uh, that helps us to bring the show to you because without these incredible facilities, uh, we'd all be sitting around in our houses. Uh, being bored, probably. Being bored, watching yeah. TV. Maybe. I don't, I don't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, you just so stare at the wall. Just stare if at the you wall. have it within you to do that, seen it. please do. <laughs> um, okay, so with that, we got a lot to get through here because I have this crazy, gigantic plot that I'm absolutely going to mess up, and it's going to go all haywire off the rails. And these guys are going to make fun of me, you and got four you'll hours. all laugh at that. So let's be excited about that possibility. Um, but I do want to get things started here. So what we're going to do. Uh, imagine, if you will, because I didn't clear the rights to get any kind of cool <coughs> music. Uh, so in your head, imagine some piece of, of gothic Victorian organ music or something, the kind of titles Ooh. that you would see on a, on a really cool uh, movie. Uh, and uh, the scene is going to set up uh, on 
a foggy graveyard in the midst of Victorian London, circa 1896. Um, long shot, pulled way back, shows uh, a small, not insignificant, but small number of, uh, of mourners gathered around a grave as the, uh, the priest is performing the graveside services. Um, the camera pulls in a little bit closer and uh, we can see uh, the casket laid out there with the flowers on it. Um, you see mourners all dressed in black huddled under their umbrellas because it is London and it is raining. Um, you see people there from various different strata of British society. You see people there who appear to be uh, very upper class people. You see people there who are dressed in, uh, in the rags of beggars. This person who is dead, the deceased, uh, apparently uh, knew people from across a wide strata of, uh, of British society. <coughs> the camera pulls in a little bit closer and we see uh, it homes in on four people in particular. Um, a short uh, woman with a uh, kind of dour expression upon her face. Uh, next to her, an enormously large man uh, with a bowler hat. Uh, next to them, a, uh, a very smart looking uh, young lady uh, with a monocle and bangs. And next to her, a, uh, a rather sinister uh, looking gentleman wearing a, uh, a large hat, a large coat, uh, something, something almost feral in his expression. Um, and as we look on these people and as the minister, the priest drones on in the background, um, the camera kind of dissolves and we go into flashback mode. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Transport. Uh, and now we see the, uh, the first couple that I introduced uh, sitting inside of a, a well-appointed uh, study in a, uh, in a Victorian townhouse. There's, uh, you know, books line the walls, a uh, table. Uh, it's not like a super, super rich, fancy person, but this person is obviously uh, well-to-do. Um, and you see the two of them sitting there uh, at a table. And the camera switches over and we see uh, an older gentleman um, who, uh, he's got a, uh, he looks to be maybe about 70-ish. Uh, he's got a, a bit of a, a rakish grin on his face. Um, he looks a bit like oh this. Aww, there cute. we go. What a sweetie. Oh, I love having visuals. <laughs> and he, uh, he says, well, thank you very much for coming. Yes, I'm yes. quite pleased that you accepted my invitation. Uh, it's not often in our line of work that uh, when I bring somebody in for an interview, they insist on being paid up front. But given your rather unique skill set and the fact that you may be a good fit for our organization, I felt it was worth it. Well, if you don't value your own time, then who will? Indeed, indeed. Now, just for the record here, uh, I'd like to ask you a few bit of questions, uh, and I'll tell you a bit about our organization, and we'll see if we can uh, come to an arrangement that is mutually beneficial to both of us then, right? Go on. 
Uh, one thing that you notice about this gentleman is that even though he is dressed in the, uh, the attire of a well-to-do uh, middle-class uh, Londoner, uh, he, he speaks a bit with an accent and he has mannerisms that uh, belie a more rough upbringing, uh, that he probably was not always of this social status that he appears to be uh, here. He says, first of all, let me introduce myself. My name is Mr. Dodge. Arthur Dodge, and uh, I represent an organization uh, that uh, could use people with your rather unique skill set. Uh, well, Mr. Dodge, you've been uh, quite cryptic this whole time, and like I said before, my time is valuable, so if you could get to the point. Yes, right. Uh, before I do, um, when we sought you out, it, uh, it was because... Uh, I had heard rumors that uh, you had recently had an experience of some sort that um, that would not be in fitting with what normal people have encountered. You'd see that Dr. Natura's face would like drop at the mention of it. Yes. So before I can tell you about our organization, I need to confirm that in fact this is what happened. I need to hear it from you in your own words. What exactly it was you faced? And then we can discuss how you might fit in with our organization. Why don't you start by telling me your name and a little bit about yourself before we get to the meat and potatoes, as it were. Right. Um, <clears throat> I am Dr. Natura, as I'm sure you already knew. Uh, this here is my husband, Craig. I'm Craig. He's a very lovely man. Um, as you may have noticed, he is a rather large gentleman. Yeah, pretty big. The it's on account of the thing. Yes, the uh, creature that we did happen to run into was that of a troll. Um, a, a, a troll, you say? Yes. A troll. Now, there's no such thing as trolls. We all know that. What exactly do you mean by a troll? Well... You see, I would have believed at one point that there were no such thing as trolls until one flipped our carriage, uh, and we barely made it out with our lives, but thankfully I never go anywhere unarmed, and... She's got a shotgun. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, and we did manage to defeat it, and it seemed like such an odd creature that I decided to take some home... I, I have a PhD in biology, so you know. Yeah, you know she, she, she's got a couple of those. Um, and she's so smart, my Joey. Uh, please don't call me that in front of people. Um, oh, and Joey. Darling, could you get me a cup of tea? Right. Thank you. Um, and it turns out that thanks to newer technologies that you are able to essentially harness the powers of these beings. And so I decided to use my husband Craig here as an experiment and it worked wonders. She said to me, Craig, we're gonna have this surgery and it's gonna be a good time. And then it was. Yes. I'd well. say the only side effects he really got is the change of the hue of his skin, and he did, in fact, grow another foot. Um, like he's got three feet now? No, as in height. I see. Yes, very well. And he, he's making, he's jotting notes throughout the Craig whole of Craig, darling, this. could you stand up for a minute? 
Craig stands up. And, and how tall is Craig when he stands? Craig over? is uh, standing up. He is seven foot two. Uh, his he's a uh, very uh, m- uh, beefy, though not like overly like bodybuilder, like uh, like chubby built kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. I think barrel chested, barrel barrel chested. like those thick-ums. like those guys in the strongman competitions, you know. Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, he is uh, dressed very simply in a white, uh, a very large white button-up that is straining against his bulk, <laughs> uh, an untied tie and his little bowler cap, but his skin does have a uh, grayish hue. Not quite sickly, but... It's almost like a greenish gray. Like, mm-hmm. he looks fine, but it's like, is that... Am I seeing that, you looks, know? Yeah, it looks, looks a bit sick? like a oh, pork chop that started to go his, bad because yeah. you left that on the counter yeah. overnight. Yeah. Yeah, and his eyes are yellow. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. His <laughs> eyes are also yellow. Yes, nice. Also. Mm. All right. So, um, you stand, uh, you stand up and, uh, uh, Mr. Dodge looks at you and, uh, please sit back down. Craig just well, well that does comport with the research that we did on you. Uh, tell me something, this, uh, this, this surgery that you performed, mm. where exactly did you get the idea for doing this? How did you know what to do or how it could be? Have you, uh, well, I'm, hmm. Simply read some papers by... Simply uh, very smart. Yes, and, yes. Um, Two PhDs, my Joey. Are you familiar with, uh, with the work of a uh, Dr. Victor Frankenstein? Yes, of course. Who isn't? Yes, right. Who's that? Don't worry about it. All right. The, uh, <laughs> the organization that I represent is uh, known as the Rippers because precisely... Uh, we are the ones who developed that technology of which you are speaking because we are dedicated to fighting the creatures who lurk in the dark corners of the world. Oh. And the fact that you were able to figure this out on your own means that you have a mind that we want to bring on board. And the fact that your husband here is a gobsmackingly large gentleman who looks like he could lift over a hansom and throw it across the road yeah, means yeah, that he's the kind of fella that we want to bring on board. And so, what, what is it exactly that you are trying to bring us on board to do? That creature that you fought. Yes. That is just one of many sorts of nasties what lurk about in this world of ours. And there are some very, very bad individuals who are trying to organize them and get them to instill them into places of power. They're going to try to put them into places of power. We try to stop them from doing that because the cost in human life would be insurmountable. Are you asking me to kill more of those creatures? I'm asking you if you would like the opportunity to have access to facilities and research, research. and parts that could sate your scientific curiosity and you'd be doing it for the greater good. Oh, I don't much care about that. No, she doesn't. <laughs> but how would you feel? How much does it pay? Mm-hmm. And with that, we're going to cut away from you, too. <laughs> 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 
No, I just want half an hour of haggling. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go back to the uh, the funeral here, and we uh, we see the two of you there looking down at the grave, mournfully. Uh, <coughs> Please. Craig is a little bit broken up. Um, the camera pans over to the other couple that we saw there. And uh, once again, as we zoom in on their face, uh, we have another dissolve, and, uh, and they're sitting in the same uh, study uh, across from the same gentleman. And he says, well, thank you very much for coming. I must say that in the many years that I've been doing this, this is the first time that someone's ever sought us out. Normally, our organization is, uh, how should I say, a bit difficult to, uh, to come by. We're rather uh, secretive, as it were. And yet, here you are. I did a little digging around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind uh, of my specialty. Uh, my wife is very, very intelligent. She's quite good at putting things <laughs> together. Yes. Uh, as we looked into you, that's what we found out. The, uh, the Remingtons, is it? Uh, yes. Yes, yes, of course. You <coughs> might have heard of our detective agency. Uh, I had not uh, until uh, I found out that you were making inquiries about our organization, and then we did ah. a bit of research ourselves. Uh, I must say that your, your capacity for tracking down information, for ferreting out bits of knowledge and such forth is very, very impressive. So kudos to you, young lady. Thank I you. understand from what I've heard that you are in fact the brains of the organization. No offense intended to you, sir. No, no, none taken. This is entirely true and we both know it. Oh yes, but um, it is very good to have him because while I do have the smarts, I do not have the, uh, the brawn, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so you're a bit of a combat specialist then, sir? Oh, well, I was hired on for that exact purpose. Yes. I was originally hired as a bodyguard, and then we just sort of hit it off. My yes. inquiries also indicate that there's a specific reason that you sought us out in particular. And it has to do <coughs> with, uh, with your husband here. Would you care to tell us, or would you, or um, shall we call this meeting quits then? Well... Go ahead, Wayne, it's hard. If you are who I believe you to be, your organization, I believe you may have insight as to a, a curious affliction that we've come across recently. We fought a, a, an odd entity. We were hunting down a series of animal attacks. And, um, well, we found what appeared to be a hybrid of a man and a beast of some sort. Mm, we did really? manage to wound it, although it did escape, but not before it managed to wound me too. Yes. And afterwards, um, well, things began to get a little odd. Things you hear about in stories. Yes, yes. The, you might have heard, of course, of werewolves. Things oh. of those types. That's Nonsense. what we believe it to be. Fiction, of course, not he's gonna He's gonna pull down, like, part of his, his outfit, and you could see the big, like, bite, like, the mark yes. in, in his neck. And, uh, and Arthur leans way over, takes a look at it, and says, Might I ask you how long ago did this occur? Oh, goodness. Um, well, after the last full moon, we realized something needed to happen. Something needed to change, of course. Of course. And so we've been searching for the last... Oh, I don't know, month and a half or so. <laughs> you take precautions during the changing of the moon? I do, yes. We have you've come to us hoping that we can help you with a more permanent solution, is that it? Well, I'm not sure if there is one. I well, there is one, 
Oh, oh, not that one. <laughs> Another one. Perhaps. Right. <laughs> Normally, uh, I must admit, it would be my decision to uh, put you out of your misery and stop you from posing a danger to, uh, to yourself, your loved ones, and society at large. However, however, it just so happens that we recently brought on a new scientific uh, uh, person, and I think that if they work with you and the research that we have, it may be possible to, if not cure you, uh, at least give you the means by which you are able to control yourself during the change of the moon. Ah, uh, yes, that, that would be quite nice. Yes, that would. I would like my husband to remain living. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, me too. Very well. Um, if that then, uh, I think that we can find a space for you in our organization. You will, of course, uh, have to earn this uh, by doing some work for us, but I assure you, our work is the Lord's work. We are doing what we can to make the world a safer place. And having you on board with your skills and your skills, I think that you can help us make a difference. You will surely you? not be disappointed. I think we can do quite a lot for you. Very well. And with that, the, uh, the camera fades back to the two of you at the... Uh, <coughs> Uh, at the um, funeral, bolt of lightning crashes over it. And the music swells, the camera pulls back, and we see the mourners starting to move away from the grave until only these four are left standing at the graveside. Perhaps you should hold the umbrella. You're, you're soaking wet. Oh, thank you. Oh, actually, I have to sort of duck down there. <laughs> Thank you. What's the height difference between you guys? Not uh, as big as yours. Well, no, I hope not. <laughs> Ours is only a foot. Yeah. <laughs> All yours is two. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, it used to be a foot. Yeah. Mine used to be, before we fought the big fella. All right, and then the camera uh, <laughs> stops with uh, just the four of you there, and, uh, and as the four of you are there at the, the thing, uh, the camera dissolves once more into a bit of a, uh, a bit of the little flashback effect. And it is now that same room where you had your interviews, except now it is nighttime, all right? Uh, outside, uh, you can see that it is dark through the windows. Uh, the breeze is blowing in through the one uh, open window that lets out onto the, the balcony there. There's broken glass all on the floor. And uh, as the camera pulls back, we see that this room has been the site of a, of a horrific battle of some sort. Uh, desks are pushed over, chairs are flown about, uh, and there are several dead bodies lying about this room. Uh, some, some of the underclass of, uh, of London society, your basic hired thugs and goons, uh, appear to have been uh, given a good what for. Um, there is a, uh, a body lying on the ground in a uh, swell of blood, a pool of... of uh, of blood, and as the camera comes closer, we see that it is Mr. Dodge, the gentleman who, in fact, hired you, brought you on, and had interviewed you. Um, and uh, there is a, uh, there are various uh, London Bobby police officers milling about, uh, and uh, there is a police inspector 
standing nearby, and he is uh, talking to the four of you who are in this uh, this room here. Quick question. Yes. <coughs> um, do the police know about the Rippers? They do not. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Good thing. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. Wouldn't imagine they would. Because <laughs> I had a feeling they wouldn't, but you know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so weapons are probably put away. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I'm, have your shotgun. Oh, yeah, but I still have my, my coat rack. <laughs> yeah, you do. Clothes. Yes, yes. <laughs> the coat rack is important. It was very intimidating. Yes, you right. should have seen it. All right. So, um, and in the aftermath of this uh, of this uh, this fight that took place here in the, in the the quarters of uh, of Mr. Dodge, uh, a place where Mr. Dodge is dead, the uh, the police inspector <clears throat> is uh, is just questioning you, and he's he's been through the questions uh, a number of times. Uh, apparently, but, uh, but he's, uh, or, or you've been talking to various police and uh, the inspector mm-hmm. now says, oh, so, let me see if we've got this straight. Uh, the deceased, Mr. Dodge, he was a friend of yours, an employer? Uh, Both. 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 He was a friend and an employer. You, I, I like to think he looked, was more of a father. Oh, I dear. see, I see. So he's always like oh. a mentor to you, yes? Yes, yes. I see. And, uh, and he contacted you to come over here. Uh, he consults his note. You, to come over here this evening, yes? yes? Yes. Now, when you arrived, tell me what happened, what you found. Uh, well, the first thing we found was that the front door was simply unlocked, which was unlike him, and all the lights were out, and we could not find the housekeeper. No, she wasn't about... Which is also odd. Because um, she so lives here. Yeah. Right. Yes, because she lives here. Um, and Wayne went ahead to scope it out, make sure everything was safe. And uh, next thing you know, there's all these fl- thugs in here. And yes, they did attack us first, unfortunately. I see, I see. We walked in, and we was like, hey, Arthur, and... He, there wasn't sound, so we went in, and a bunch of guys um, got, well, they fucked up. They were, <laughs> they were untrained, unfortunately, and they weren't very good at what they were doing. I see. Uh, so, so you then engage with these, uh, these ruffians, and, uh, and he looks over, and uh, there's like one of the people has uh, these giant claw marks across his, across his chest, and he says, how exactly did that happen there? Well... <laughs> oh, it was the coat rack, actually. It's very sharp. Yes. Yes, uh, <laughs> we had to use what we could find. And, um, well, uh, several of these individuals were carrying knives, and so I was trying to collect them, and <laughs> I used them to, to the best of my capabilities. I see, I see. That was a very strange thing you did, uh, cutting them in parallel slashes like that, sir. Well, uh, <coughs> unfortunately, I wasn't sure if he was still dead, so I needed to triple check. I see. Now, the deceased over here, when you arrived, he was, uh, he was still alive? I believe he was no, already no, dead. No, no, when we got there, our dear Arthur was already dead, because I'm the one who found him, and I made sure, because he was on the floor, un- unconscious seemingly, and then when I went over, there was no pulse. I see, I see. And uh, I'm looking here, and it appears as though he's got large marks in his back as though we were attacked by a savage beast. What do you know about that? We don't know. We got here and he was already like this and then we got attacked and then we defended ourselves and we called you. Unfortunately, we couldn't really ask the uh, thugs for their input because they were already dead. 
I see. They immediately um, attacked, more like. Looking around here, it appears as though there was. Well, uh, wait, there was one that got away. Right? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. I sorry. don't believe there was, Craig. Oh. Well, you see, these individuals, they are flight risks. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes, all right. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to go on here. So the, um, the room here looks as though somebody was searching for something. Um, yes. Would you have any idea what it was that, uh, that, was, uh, that they were doing here? Were they just trying no. to rob the place? I mean, they, they were so untrained and just very many rookie mistakes. I mean, anyone who's rookie watched... Rookie mistakes? Anyone who's watched any kind of uh, show would understand... I don't believe I've seen the same shows you've seen, and there's only been a few traveling troops in town. However, uh, we are detectives, we've seen many <laughs> things like this before. They I'll were see. clearly, clearly not understanding of what they were doing. They were most likely paid, given a knife, and told to right. ransack the place. So Very good. I, we don't know if they were simply looking for money that they were told would be here. Arthur's not a, a wealthy man, as far no, as I'm aware. No, but he was relatively well off. I think he right. had his connections, though. We so. brought him ham hocks sometimes. You what? Ham -hock? A ham hock. Pieces of ham? <laughs> I've never... Oh, did you say honk? Yeah. Oh, oh, hunks of ham. Uh, yes. Craig, you need to enunciate uh, sometimes. Yes. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right, dear. I see. Well, with that then, um, I'm going to... Uh, I've taken your statements. You're free to go. However, uh, you should uh, be available if we have more questions for you. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Very good. And he takes down your names and addresses and Wayne's contacting you and, uh, and uh, one of the officers <coughs> escorts you out of the building. Uh, so once you're outside on the building, outside of the building, uh, you, uh, you have a chance to, uh, to talk and, uh, there is a, uh, as you guys, uh, were looking around afterwards, you found a copy of, uh, Arthur's day planner. All right. Ooh, okay. If, if you, uh, I, do recall I would that. assume that we did not show that to the cops. No, we snatched that and right. did not mention mm -hmm. it. Um, but I have uh, posted it up here, and uh, we'll just go through. The appointment book that you found in Mr. Dodge's office yielded some information. First, you see that Mrs. Thornton, his landlady, mm -hmm. housekeeper, slash cook, slash personal assistant, is currently out of town visiting her sister, of course who was injured is. in an accident. She left a week ago and anticipates being gone for some time as her sister's injuries were rather grievous. Hmm. Uh, reading through the... Uh, the uh, uh, Arthur's horrid scrawl. You understand why your mentor employed the clerical services of Mrs. Thornton. His notes are nearly indecipherable. Uh, however, uh, in his little schedule book, there are some dates of potential importance. Uh, April 24th, which was uh, the, the day before his demise, so yesterday at this flashback time, uh, Mr. Dodge went to see Mrs. Harker at the Van Helsing estate, which you know to be the main lodge for the entire Ripper's organization. April 5th, today, he has uh, marked down that he was scheduled to meet with the four of you at his London townhouse at uh, 10 p.m., uh, which was the meeting that you showed up for and uh, where you came upon uh, a, a robbery slash murder in progress. Uh, and then finally, he has meetings listed for the following week. So as you look through, he has Tuesday, 10 a.m., Scroggs, board the 1015 omnibus at Piccadilly Circus towards Charing Cross Station. 9 p.m., McGinty, Shoreditch Animal Market. 
midnight. Uh, meet Bowers at the Tower Bridge Western Walkway, and then Wednesday, 11 a.m., Cratchit at the Sone Museum. Hmm. You don't have any idea what these, uh, what these uh, meetings are for, but mm -hmm. uh, it is the evening of the, uh, the 25th, so it is Friday night mm -hmm. right now, uh, as you're out here immediately after the, uh, the incident uh, at the thing. So Wednesday's the day he died? No, today was, so, so we're in a flashback right now. Oh, right. We're in the flashback to where you guys uh, came from the funeral. Yes. We flashback to where you found his dead body. Mm -hmm. You fought a bunch of thugs. We learned the rules for the suede system, yes. uh, the Savage World system, uh, <laughs> off stream so that we could get that uh, underway. And we are recapping it now for the audience. Yes, uh, yes. We sure are. But Excellent. As you we said, peel back the curtain and look behind the scenes. <laughs> My emerge. <laughs> yeah. But you said the the twenty fourth. So the twenty fourth today. The uh, day before he died. The twenty fourth was yesterday. That was Thursday. Today okay. is the twenty fifth. Today is Friday. Okay. He just uh, he just passed away. So the funeral. When we go back to the funeral, it's Monday. Mm -hmm. The following day is Tuesday, which is the first thing on his thing. Oh. Got it. Okay. All right. So. Uh, Time travel. Right. Flashbacks. They're so Bang. exciting. Wow. <laughs> Darling, wow. are you blah, making blah, anything wow. from this? I mean, it certainly seems suspicious. I mean, the, the grievous wounds strikes me as very odd. Yes, I agree. Well, you saw that thing. Uh, well, sure, sure. But was that the thing that yeah, attacked? Yeah, I was going to say, did, did the figure that we saw have, like, sharp... Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a yeah. okay. four-armed yeah. gargoyle. gargoyle. Yeah. Yes, for the benefit imagine. of the audience who did not play through the game, perhaps you can uh, uh, recount a little bit uh, what, what it was that you fought. Oh, what actually happened what and actually not happened. the lies we're not telling Not the lies the you told the police, right. but now you can talk amongst yourself right. about what really happened and, the, uh, and, and clue the audience in. What I don't understand is what these everyday Joes are doing in the apartment with that thing. Yes, I agree. That is very peculiar. It didn't attack them. Well, of course, no. oftentimes, remember, darling, that we have people that are hired off the streets because they're simply labor, right? Oh, I suppose, but Imagine just still them being acquainted with something like that. Is that enough to hire It does people. seem strange. Yeah, it's, it does suggest that the gargoyle had some sort of intellect to it. Well, and not to mention, um, you two could barely put a dent in it. Uh, well, so. to be fair, I was using three daggers taped to my arm. Right, I was using, but I was using my club. Yes, and I'm Which very, reminds very me, by crappy. the way, that we should pick up a sledgehammer at some point if we are to continue going down this pathway, as I cannot really use these very well against stone. What, it, would you also like a hammer and a pick? What the f- No, that would take forever. In fact, we probably should make up another shotgun. That was the most effective thing against that thing. Yes, well, it was. It's, it's a known fact that gargoyles uh, are scared of hammers. Where did you learn that? Be, uh, where, uh, when, or where? Both. Oh, um... One moment, please, Craig. Yeah? Come here. Yeah. Stop talking. I'm sorry, Joey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. Right, um, well, so, you see, the, the wounds in Arthur's back were obviously from the gargoyle. Undoubtedly. No, the thing that stands out to me as odd is that Mrs. Thornton was out of town because her sister was injured yes, severely. Yes, I did notice that. Yes. Suggest that this was a planned thing. Mm. 
Although but by whom? That would have to be far in advance. Yes. Maybe it was the gargoyle. And uh, we still don't know what they were looking for. No, we certainly don't. And also, uh, we also don't know what uh, <coughs> Arthur wanted to tell us. Perhaps he learned something from the uh, from Mrs. Harker. <sighs> Is Jonathan still alive? Does anybody know? I, I don't recall off the top of my head. Uh, who? Probably uh, at least one of you would know that uh, uh, Jonathan Harker lives in Budapest, and he leads a, a faction of the Rippers known as the Old Worlders. Mm. Uh, it is composed mostly mm. of uh, Eastern Europeans, people who uh, uh, who come from countries where, yeah, they still believe in all this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So okay, cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Mina Harker, mm. uh, after uh, Professor Van Helsing died, she took over the London. Uh, Operation of, of a faction known as the Slayers, and uh, ah, she yes. is like now the head. Well. She's like the head of the so whole do we Rippers have organization. With her, then? You do not, because you are low-level operatives. This, mm. uh, what you would have found out in the time that you've been working for them is that it is a, uh, it's a very uh, hierarchical structure. It's almost right. organized in cells. So like you're a small group who reports mm-hmm. to somebody at a higher level than you, and then they report, and they report yes. up. So um, yeah, so your chapter was uh, was run by uh, mm-hmm. by Arthur Dodge, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he reported to someone a little bit higher up who reported higher up the thing. So it, that's right. kind of the structure of it. By so, the way, for those at home, the only reason I knew the name Jonathan was because it's all Dracula related. That's where the Harkers are from. It's like their whole thing. There you go. Dork. Are you suggesting that we go all the way to the top with this? Uh, well, perhaps not. Uh, There's no way we would ever get an audience. Uh, no, no, cer- certainly not. I, that's undeniable. We should at least chase some of these leads, though. I would agree. Yes, I mean, we could follow the day planner. We could possibly meet up with those he was going to meet up with soon. Well, I mean, it uh, has things on it for tomorrow, so... Mm, no has things on it for several days from now because we're still several days we're from still now. in the past yeah. <laughs> oh right we're, we're still at the f- we're still in the flashback yeah. you guys are walking away from the uh, from well it has some, some events in it we'll it's just currently have the to... 25th according to this book yes. world yes. <laughs> if, if there's one thing I know it's that Brittany loves time travel in games oh she's yes. so into it <laughs> alright so so we're gonna we're gonna fade off on this. Uh, so you guys found some information, some mm-hmm. clues, some potential leads to to follow up on, and even more mystery uh, and unknown uh, bits of business that you uh, that you don't have any idea what it could all possibly mean. Mm-hmm. You know that your good friend uh, and mentor is dead. You know that some kind of large, uh, frightening <laughs> monstrosity flew in through a window murdered him, and then uh, a bunch of thugs came in at the same time and they were searching for something in mm-hmm. his townhouse. Hmm. You also know that the fact that they were still searching when you uh, finished off mm-hmm. means that they probably did not find whatever they were looking for. Yeah. Presumably yes. it wasn't in his apartment. And right. when you looked around, you did not find anything mm-hmm. uh, unusual either that, that you could decide that they might have been looking for. So mystery upon mystery upon mystery. God, the Victorian era is wonderful, is it not? So wait. Did we get a lot of time to look around to like really yeah, you guys, make sure? Yeah, okay. you guys, yeah. I just want to make sure after the battle. I assume we called the cops. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. like. <laughs> after the battle, you guys went through, uh, looked around. You didn't find whatever it was that they were looking for. They did a pretty thorough job of searching the place mm-hmm. and didn't find, whatever they were looking for, they obviously didn't have it because they were still searching when you arrived. Right. So. In the dark, like ding dongs. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to flash back now and uh, we are no longer at the graveside. Mm. Uh, we are outside of an enormous 
country estate. Uh, it's a it's a large, uh, very ornate, uh, very uh, Victorian building uh, that is um, was at one time the residence of Professor Abraham Van Helsing. It is now the headquarters of the entire Rippers organization. There are a number of uh, cabs and carriages that have, uh, have come across to here. And uh, let me get you guys tokens all on there, although I think you don't need token vision for this. Can no, everybody see it? Not. Oh, yes. All right, cool. I'm looking at that screen. <laughs> but do you have it on your screen? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. I'll still put you guys on there so you're there. All right, perfect. Um, so, uh, so after the funeral, um, you were actually invited, uh, along with some of the other uh, people that uh, that knew uh, Mr. Dodge, to come to a uh, not really a wake, but it's a memorial mm. gathering. Uh, mm. For some of his us. friends and his associates and whatever, and it's being held here at Van Helsing Manor, which is a country estate, a bit outside of the center of town. Um, you know, cabs are dropping people off. You recognize uh, people from the <coughs> upper crust of London society. You know, the the the, the big name mm -hmm. uh, people. Uh, like the Queen is not here, right? But there are probably a couple of royals that have mm -hmm. rolled into this building. There's mm -hmm. like you know politicians that you recognize. Yeah, bunch um, of dukes. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, you, uh, you also uh, recognize people who, um, you may not have worked with them, but there's something about them that you can tell that they are definitely members of the Rippers organization mm -hmm. as well. Um, so there's like two classes of people here. There's like uh, uh, politicians and stuff. So apparently Mr. Dodge was a bit better connected than you even knew right. that these people are here. Um, and there's a few people here like yourselves who knew him from his sideline work mm. um, you know, as you make your way uh, this is a great opportunity for um, uh, what's it called networking yes thank you <laughs> I'm oh. so proud of you thanks. <laughs> thanks I love you Joey I love you too it will never get old <laughs> <laughs> Craig leans all the way down pulls the little bowler hat off of Dr. Natura's head and gives her a little smooch on the top of the head, puts the hat back and goes, roll it. So precious. It's very sweet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and just then, uh, somebody who, uh, who is uh, walking up to the gate says, uh, well, that was quite sweet indeed. You are correct. <sighs> Thank how you. are you? Uh, we are well. Uh, how, how are you? Very, very good to hear that, uh, that you are doing well. Uh, this is, uh, I do not believe that we have had the pleasure of meeting, uh, but I understand that you were uh, members of uh, Mr. Dodge's uh, group. Uh, yes, you were, we were, yes. Uh, Before. I, I hold a similar, uh, oh, I hold a similar status as Mr. Dodge within the organization. Oh. Uh, I, uh, is your name Arthur too? My name is not Arthur <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, the gentleman that you are talking to is uh, this fellow here. 
He looks rather like Ooh, that. Ooh, he's oh. so dapper. He is. Yeah. He's uh, quite dapper. Big mustache. Yes, he's got a very impressive mustache. <laughs> so does Craig. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, and uh, he says, uh, my name is uh, Rolf Herman. He says, I, I am in charge of a lodge up in Yorkshire. Mm. Uh, but I have worked with uh, Arthur on numerous occasions in the past, and I am very, very sorry about his passing. Mm. And uh, I wish you. to offer my condolences to you, uh, all of you. Uh, I know it will be difficult to make your way without your leader. Uh, Are they going to be replacing Arthur, or...? We get a new Arthur. No, dear. A new... We would get, yes, we would get a new boss, but oh. we... Arthur's gone. I'm sorry. I know. Oh, oh <laughs> darling. Oh, sorry. Well, assuming he, he stays dead. He, <laughs> he gets very emotional sometimes. That's all, right. all right, my friend. And he pulls out a handkerchief and hands it over to you. He takes it. <laughs> Dabs his eye at him. <laughs> it's like so <laughs> to you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> he says... Well, uh, I'm sure that uh, part of the reason that we are here is because that is going to be discussed. Mm. Uh, there is uh, a possibility that, uh, that you will be uh, finding yourselves either transferred to a new organization or someone will be brought in to cover Arthur's ground here. Mm. Uh, that is, I'm sure, why Mrs. Harker invited you to this, uh, to this gathering. Uh, normally... Uh, the rank and the file would not be brought for such a thing. Would, uh, would Mrs. Harker be attending? I believe that she is in residence at the moment, yes. Oh, that would be actually quite perfect. Uh, you wanted to ask her some questions, yes, yes. darling? Well, one does not just go and ask Mrs. Harker questions. <laughs> yeah, you go and knock on the door first. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Well, uh, shall we enter? I, 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 yes, uh, thank it you. It has stopped raining, but uh, still it is rather cold out here mm. uh, in, the, uh, in this damp uh, London air. Oh, uh, yes, of course. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, yeah, so the, the five of you uh, walk inside um, of the... Uh, of the establishment, and uh, once you're in, um, the uh, oh, it's quite nice. The place is very, very fancily appointed. Oh. It's uh, it's a uh, very stately manor. Uh, there's Craig. There's all sorts of. Uh, Do not touch anything. Yes, there's a lot of breakables in here. Well, can I sit on something? Gently, please. Right. We can't and then he plops directly in down oh. into one of the armchairs. Oh, goodness. Oh, oh, oh goodness. Does it break? <laughs> um, I'm going to say that uh, it groans uh, uncomfortably uh, under the weight of Craig, and uh, you can feel the legs starting to go out. As See? a person who has broken many chairs in my life, I know exactly the feeling <laughs> and, and can describe it with incredible accuracy. Always <laughs> gentle. Yes, you are. Yes. Um, milling about, there are, you know, very uh, liveried uh, servants, you know, carrying trays, you know, with butler service with uh, hors d'oeuvres and glasses of, uh, of wine and, and whatnot. Um, well, this is certainly upper class. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. It is. Uh, you also notice that there are various people stationed around the place who, uh, for want of anything else, uh, as a description, are clearly security. Mm. Um, you know, they they appear to be uh, considerably more competent than the uh, the the nameless thugs that you rousted 
the previous evening, um, and they are, you know, if if this were modern times, they would have the little earpieces in and be talking into their cuffs. The sunglasses. Mm -hmm. Yes, but since they don't, they're just uh, big Victorian uh, men, uh, well-dressed, but clearly there for uh, security at the mansion. Um, you see uh, people uh, milling off into various groups, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the upper crust uh, dukes and earls are in one area chatting amongst themselves to each other. Uh, off to the other side, you see, uh, you know, various uh, politicians and whatnot chatting. Um, and off on the other side there, uh, you see a couple of people and uh, they, they strike you again as being uh, definitely members of the Ripper's organization. Uh, Rolf says, ah, come, I will introduce you to uh, some more of the members of the organization that you probably have not had a chance to meet as uh, they are also not from uh, the town here. That, that would be perfect. Can I pull out my arm? On. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> nah. uh, you make your way across, and uh, the first thing you notice is that there is a lady there who is dressed in just an outlandish costume. Like, like ridiculously... Like we're going to the Met Gala kind of ridiculous? <laughs> like she's performing at the Met Gala kind oh, of ridiculous. Mm. Oh, no. Another thing that you know about the Rippers is that there is a faction uh, that style themselves as... Uh, as like almost costumed crime fighters. Oh. They, they call mm. themselves the Masked Avengers. Uh. The most famous of whom is, a, is an American uh, known as the Yankee who, uh, who fights uh. monsters with, uh, with gadgets and whatnot. Americans. Yes, uh, but <laughs> there are British. certainly plenty of, uh, of British ones. You've heard tales uh, and uh, to be honest, Arthur never had a very high opinion of the members of this faction. He thought they were a bit dopey mm -hmm. himself, but effective. Yeah. But Jill's kind of dopey. Um, uh, in fact, the, uh, there's one who, uh, who you actually have probably run across uh, as he is a, a, a resident of London, uh, Springheel Jack. Oh, um, is he here? Springheel Jack, uh, he's kind of a dick, so like you don't oh. like him and he tends to be uh, a bit of a loner, but he has like these boots that, uh, with springs in them that right. he can like jump real far. And uh, he also has these weird gadgets that let him like breathe fire and stuff. So he's kind of kooky. Wait, so is he here? He is not here. Okay, not good. Uh, I wanted to know so I could avoid him. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know so I could take one of the springs out of his boot when he's not looking. Oh, that would be rather funny. <laughs> yes. Um, so clearly this woman who is here is a member of that faction because she is dressed in an outlandish uh, costume. Mm. Um, and in fact, she looks rather something like this. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Oh. Goodness. Oh, goodness. You All recognize, right. of course, immediately who she is supposed to be uh, without even knowing anything about her because uh, you've seen her on coins. This is, of course, somebody who has styled themselves as uh, Britannia, the, the personification of the nation of Great Britain, much like in our timeline, Captain America is all gung-ho and like that. She, uh, she and definitely... And you said, is she American? She's not American. Okay. That no, would no. be worse. Because you said there was an American one. I was like, damn, bitch. No, no, there is, <laughs> no that's the Yankee. The Yankee who is the most famous of, yeah. the, uh, of the Masked Avenger faction of the Rippers. Gosh. Um, you know, he's, he's quite legendary. Uh, she is not legendary. Uh, mm. You've never heard of her, but clearly that's, uh, that's who she is. Um, and mm. there's a third person who um, is here, and he... Uh, I love having these photo references. It's very nice. I mm -hmm. know. 
Oh, Ooh. he's just—he's just a gentleman. He's just he's a guy. Just a gentleman. Just a gentleman. Um, he looks—he's wearing a uh, very gentlemanly kind of clothes, but he also looks a bit—I um, don't want to say uncomfortable in them, but this is not—he seems a little bit out of his element. Mm. Um, and and uh, yeah, something about him—he looks a little bit out of his element, dressed up in all this finery. Um, so as you make your way over to them, Ralph, uh, uh, Ralph, Rolf, <laughs> Rolf introduces you to them. He says. Ah, my friends, allow me to introduce uh, two more uh, leaders of the uh, of, oh. of the Ripas. Uh, this, and you kind of have gone off into a little side yeah. drawing room where there's nobody else around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've gone off into a, a little area there, and um, there's uh, so it's just the the seven of you there. Um, this is uh, Lady Britannia. And this is uh, Monsieur, Mr. Henry Moncrief. And uh, Lady Britannia kind of looks over at you and uh, says, Oh, it is my very great pleasure to make your acquaintance, all of you. Hello. <coughs> yes, yes, it's quite nice yes, to meet to you, you as well. well. Yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, and uh, Mr. Moncrief, uh, he looks over and says, Ah, so you were, uh, you were Arthur's crew, is that it? Uh, Sort of. Uh, more, uh, you know, individual jobs. I see, yeah. Well, I like to think of us as family. Right, right. All that, so, if you're So, freelancer, so we're also like family. Well, we was family with Arthur. We're right, friends right. with them. <laughs> Freelancers on our end. I see. Um, well, my name's uh, Henry Moncrief. Uh, very Moncrief. pleased to make your acquaintance. Sorry, it's on such a sad occasion. Yes, unfortunately, we Simply we do miss Arthur Dewey and uh, <laughs> and Lady Britannia. Oh, kind right. of uh, yes. Oh, such a great loss to the organisation. And what was your connection to Arthur? Did oh, you know we've, him well? oh, I've known him for years. We've gone on missions together in the past. Uh, He's quite, quite deceptively skillful. I don't know how much you know about his past, but oh, but Arthur was just one of the most charming people. He never really mm. talked much about his past, did he, darling? Uh, oh, well, not sure if I recall. Far be it from me to gossip <laughs> about the recently deceased, of course, but, well, I don't suppose it matters now. Uh, Arthur, mm. when he was young, was, a, was actually a street urchin. Oh, you don't say. Really? He was, yes. He grew up on the streets in one of the horrible rookeries or stews around town. (laughs) And when he was a small boy, he was transported to Australia. Oh, really? You can believe it, yes. I see. Australia. Yes. Hmm. Transported to Australia. And uh, Moncrief says, well, true, he was transported to Australia as a boy, but he made a great success of himself there. Became very <coughs> successful in business while he was uh, down under, as it were, and uh, came back to uh, to London. Uh, and uh, he actually was one of the people what uh, helped form the the organisation. Really? Oh. oh yeah, yeah. Quite Although impressive. He, he was very, very uh, skilled individual. You know, his hmm. uh, his his abilities from when he was a boy as a pickpocket. He was able to get in and out of most places without being seen. He had a network of contacts a mile wide. Well, it sort of makes you wonder how he got caught off guard then. It seems like a surprise they were such thugs. Yes, thugs. I, uh... And Rolf, uh, says... Yes, I, uh... 
I uh, was able to contact someone that uh, that I know at uh, Scotland Yard, and they mm. told me that uh, in the police report there was indication of uh, something possibly yes worse than there was funds. a what did we call it? Was it a gargoyle? Yes. Yes, a, a gargoyle. Yes, forearmed and, and everything. And we all three it. of them, you have their rapt attention now. They're they're just. Aha, this is what we're here for, right? Yes. Oh, uh, you weren't aware. Fantastic. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. I don't mean to gossip either. Um, but yes, it was a stony gargoyle. Uh, rather, rather resistant to most damage, I would say. Well, not my Joey. Ah, yes, well, shotguns, you know, they tend to be like that. <clears throat> and Lady Britannia's like, oh, yes, I suppose if you're forced to rely on such modern methods. It was the most effective one. Yes. Well, uh, I have I found that science normally trumps uh, magic. Mm, does it now? Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> in my studies, I have found that uh, oh, calling upon the, uh, the ancient uh, uh, rituals and rites of our druidic forefathers, mm -hmm. it is much, much more effective. And uh, the other two are like, oh, for God's sakes, would you shut up about that? Or yes, we all have heard about it. <laughs> is, there, is there champagne going around? Like on the yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, grab I, grabbing a couple I, of I got those. two. I'm double fisting it, man. Cheer to that. <laughs> right, yes. I'm I've perfect. got an entire bottle. <laughs> Where did Which you is like a cup for you. Mm. Um, Where did so you they. Uh, so um, I don't know. So uh, so it, it, from from what I heard, uh, it, it appears that they were searching for something in his quarters. But do you know what it was that they were looking for? No, we really came up short there. No, no, no. There was no they indication. They were still searching when we arrived. A bunch of blokes. Oh, I see. So that means that whatever it was, they probably didn't find it, which means they are still looking. That gives us a chance to perhaps waylay them if we can only figure out what it was that Arthur uh, had or that they thought he had, uh, that then he could... Uh yes, we've been wondering that same question ourselves as to what he might have had. Uh, clearly he wasn't keeping it in his apartment unless it was extraordinarily well hidden. We really made sure to check the place. Hmm. Well... I will certainly, while I am in town here, contact uh, some of the people that I might know uh, and uh, see what I can find out mm. about it. Um, yes, yes, uh, normally uh, I don't come to town very often. I'm quite happy performing my researches in Bath, but uh, since I'm here in town, I do have a few uh, knowledgeable uh, people that I can contact. And uh, What kind of monster gets in your bath? No, 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 I'm from, from, from the city of Bath. Oh, that's fine, because it's the, the same as Bath, the other thing. in case you don't know, is one of the most historic sites in all of the British Isles. It was not only one of the first Thanks, places... Thanks, I don't know where it is. One <laughs> <laughs> of the first places where the Romans uh, uh, had a great settlement, but it also has a great history of our Druidic knowledge that precedes the Romans. Right, And yes. she looks ready to just go off onto a big diatribe uh, about history that she's all into, and you definitely are not. <laughs> I'm Can I try and, like, we sneak away? We have <laughs> time for this right now. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Um, and uh, Moncrief, uh, he says, as it so happens, I'm currently not uh, even stationed in the British Islands. I just happen to be in town. Uh, uh, I'm right now. I'm right now in Cairo, 
uh, but I uh, I'm here doing some research on uh, on something that's uh, involved down there with uh, with Mr. Fraser and his group. Uh, so I've been uh, doing some some looking into things at the British Museum. Uh, I'm afraid most of my contacts in town have dried up, so I probably won't be of much help as far as finding things out. But if you need a hand with any uh, rough and tumble work, mm. and with that, you know, he kind of cracks his knuckles, and uh, hmm. yes, of you course. can tell what that he's, he's definitely more a man of action, like the two of you, and less a man of, mm. uh, mm. let's, let's figure out uh, what's going on. Um, and he says, if you look to bust some skulls up by gully, feel mm. free to give me a call. Yes. I'd love to get my hands dirty again. Yes, yes. What was your name again? Uh, Moncrief. Moncrief. Uh, yes. Fantastic. Uh, we may Thank be in touch you. in case the other jobs dry up. Fantastic. Fant- and just as, you know, you're, you're doing a little bit more chit-chatting there about stuff, uh, a, a servant comes. Uh, pardon me. Oh. <clears throat> um, Mrs. Harker would like to know if you have a, a moment free that you could visit her in her... Office. She wishes to speak to the four of you. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. That is perfect. Yes, uh, we'd love okay. to. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We're not busy. Yeah. Show us the way. Wonderful. If you follow me, please. And he kind of escorts you through. Does the chair collapse after I get out of uh, it? As you get out of it, uh, the chair does not collapse, but you almost feel as though it's giving a sigh of relief. You know, <laughs> it probably will break for the next the person. The next person is yeah. visibly yeah. strained. Oh, yeah. That's so why I tell myself every time I sit in a chair and break it that it was the last fat ass. It was the last. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. It was. It was getting weakened for a while. It's like That's the right. pickle jar. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, he escorts you uh, through into uh, into uh, an office, um, and uh, as you make your way in there, there is a. Uh, uh, a woman sitting behind the desk. Oh, she's already in here. All right. She's already in here, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, she's got a, a big ledger of papers in front of her. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, various uh, piles of correspondence there. Uh, you know, books, not just in the shelves, but uh, spread out, you know, from her clearly having been doing research and, and uh, such. And uh, she... Uh, as you enter, um, she holds up one finger, you know, hold on, hold on, and, uh... Wasn't she the one that asked us to come on here? Yes, oh, please. Oh, right. She continues writing something down. Uh, Ooh. Then she takes and, uh, she folds an envelope, uh, she stuffs it into an envelope, she folds it shut, uh, drips some wax and puts a seal on it, and places it on a pile of outgoing things. Then she looks up at you and says, Ah, thank you so very much for coming. I'm. Oh uh, yes, of course. I'm very, very happy that you were able to make it. Um, please, please, do have a seat. And uh, you know, she indicates uh, a few uh, chairs that yes. are sitting around the office there. <coughs> I drop directly into one. Yes. Uh. Oh dear. <coughs> uh, surprisingly, this chair uh, bears your weight with very little uh, effort, as though good large, chair. large people have sat in it it's numerous a good, times. Pretty good fucking chair. Yeah. Quality workmanship. Oh, that's a good chair. Nothing but the best for uh, for Mrs. Harker. Makes sense. Um, and she uh, she looks around at you and says, "Well, first of all, allow me to offer my condolences on the on the death of Arthur. He was a very brave man. He was a very very good friend, and his loss will be felt greatly by our organization." Yes. yes. Yes, uh, thank you very much. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, we too will miss him. I've received reports from him on all of you and your progress, and I must say that I am quite impressed. Um, Oh. oh, 
Fantastic. Yes, yes, it's good news. Um, you are, you've appointed yourself well in the, uh, in the missions that you have been sent on thus far, and uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to proceed from here. Uh, we'll have to find someone else to continue on with your tutelage. Um, while you are quite, proven yourself quite competent, uh, I do not know that you are quite ready to, uh, to be left unsupervised. And I mean that in the best possible way. What we do is dreadfully dangerous. No, no, no and, offense uh, taken. Of course. And despite your impressive list of skills, there is no substitute for experience. Those, of those of my generation had to find our way along as we went, and a lot of very good people were lost as a result of our lack of knowledge of what we were doing. Therefore, when I took over, I made certain, I swore an oath that never again would I send the unprepared out to face greater threats than they could handle uh, without proper tutelage and training. So I hope you're not insulted by my no, Tell not at all. In Great. fact, it's a no, brilliant consideration. Oh, well, you get a Benny for sucking up to the right person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm networking. That's right. Yes. So we will give another Benny to uh, Dr. <laughs> Natura. All right. Um, as you're sitting there, um, she says, so I've, uh, I've gotten reports as to what exactly it was that you found. Um, I <coughs> sent a team there afterwards to look this place over. I've had uh, somebody go and check uh, Arthur's body uh, to determine what it was that attacked him. Um, I believe that it appeared to have been, uh, my guess is going to be some sort of uh, uh, creature with multiple limbs. And uh, based on evidence that was found, I'm going to say it was some sort of a stone construct. Am I in the ballpark? Yes. Very yes. astute. Yes, uh, entirely correct. Yes. It was a gargoyle. It appeared to be. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes it, it was. Had all the right features. Yes. Uh, did, this, did this particular gargoyle, was it one that could fly? As far as I'm aware, it jumped out the window, yes? And uh, did it fly away from there? You know, I actually don't remember. I like thought I IRL. remember. You did. <laughs> I think I remember you did say it had wings. It did have wings. Yeah, I do know it got away. It did yeah. jump out the window and it did fly off into the okay. distance. Right. Yeah, it's a flight risk. I yes. wasn't looking exactly, but I believe so. Yes, yes I, did, I didn't hear impact. Hmm. It, it hopped out the window and uh, took off. Well, that is a bit disconcerting. You are quite a dear. The, Thank you. The local gargoyles that we have uh, tend not to be of the flying or multi-limbed variety, which means oh. that this is not one that is native to uh, our region. Oh dear. This is indicative that there is some sort of an outside presence who has brought something along this line into the city. Do you believe that uh. it's possible to install Ripper tech into creatures Very curious that you should ask about that. We have received reports from the field that some of the creatures that our forces are facing have been installed with modifications similar to those that we rely upon. Oh, and the gargoyle, perhaps? I mean... I mean, the odds that a gargoyle from another place would end up here specifically and kill Arthur specifically are very slim, don't you think? Well, yes, it was a targeted attack, most certainly. 
Oh, I agree. So do I, you have I agree. There is uh, there was something that Arthur was working on. Oh. Uh, oh. Do you know what it was? I do, in fact, know what it was. I wonder if that's what he wanted to talk with us about. It is very possible that he was seeking your assistance. It was brought to my attention recently that an artifact of some great power was going to be entering the country. It was uh, some sort of thing from the Americas, I believe, of, uh, of uh, Mayan, Aztec, one of those uh, uh, sort, of, sort of things, but, uh, but uh, an object of, of significant magical power. Uh, Arthur had uh, received word of this through his contacts, uh, and he contacted me about it, and we formulated a plan to uh, proceed. He was going to handle the retrieval of this item when it arrived in country, and he was going to bring it here to the lodge where we could keep it for we'll safekeeping. For yes. safekeeping in the vaults, mm -hmm. yes. It is my belief that someone, and I don't know who, someone got wind of this and tried to obtain this item, not knowing that it had not yet arrived in the country. Has it arrived yet? Well, that's where I have a bit of a problem. Oh, goodness. Oh, dear. Arthur was completely handling that. I have no idea who he was meeting, where he was supposed to perform this exchange, or what the particulars of the exchange were. We so we now have a situation where there is an object of great danger, of great peril, coming into the country. Someone knows about it and is seeking it out for what we can only assume to be nefarious ends, and we have no idea what it is, or where it is coming, or who is bringing it. Well, I suppose if we find anything, we will tell you. She looks at you uh, and nods. I would hope that you would do so, yes. I must ask, did Arthur say anything to you about this, or about anything that is going on in the immediate present. Well, he didn't say much because he was dead. We well, haven't heard anything mm. of this category recently. No, not at all. However, um... Love you dearly. Would you like to Thank show you. her? Uh, we did, in fact, in the aftermath of the incursion with the thugs, we did find his day planner, and within that there was some meetings that he was scheduling up for soon, so perhaps Meetings, individuals. Yes. Which we now can assume is probably connected to this artifact. I see, I see. May, may I? Oh, of course. Yes, of course. And you hand it across, and she takes a look, and she's... <sighs> Arthur, Arthur, Arthur. Well. She hands it back to you. I am assuming that he probably wished to meet with you uh, specifically about this. I'm yes, assuming that, is my that he assumption. wished your assistance uh, with the retrieval mm. of this artifact and the delivery of it to the lodge here. 
I must say, I find myself rather short-handed at the moment. Uh, most of the people from the lodge are currently away on missions, uh, rather far afield, and I am rather short-handed. If Arthur felt that you were up to the task of assisting him with the retrieval of this, then I can only trust in his judgment. Would you be willing to undertake uh, the investigation into exactly where this uh, object is coming and where we might be able to uh, to, to find oh. it and get it back here. Don't I we say absolutely. Don't we need supervision? Well, that is a very good question. I mean, I don't believe we do. We're very capable individuals, but you had just said, and I don't wish to undermine you. So you kind of... Uh, You're not well, are you, Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. She kind of, uh, she kind of, she looks over at you and she kind of gives you a bit of a, 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 of a forced smile. Yes, well, there is another issue at point here. Um, it is an issue that I would prefer not to um, delve into too deeply. Mm. Suffice to say that uh, at the present, um, and you can tell that she doesn't really want to say what she's about to say. She's got information and she's not sure whether she should give it to you. But you did yeah, kind of force her hand. You did kind of you did kind of call <laughs> her uh, you did kind of call her out and now she's <sighs> In our recent meeting, Arthur told me that he was concerned that there was a mole within the organization. Oh. Ah. He was uncertain oh exactly who he could or Not should. a literal mole, dear. Well, I was going to say, it's real small. What's it going to do to a monster? You, you have to excuse my husband. He is very good at his job. He just... That's keeping Joey safe. He sometimes takes things a little too literally. I see. He wasn't sure exactly who within the organization he could trust, so we decided that it would be best for the purposes of this uh, to... Uh, firewall it away and have only Arthur and his team work on it. I see. Ah. That is why I am enlisting your aid to do this uh, apart from any other assistance. I, I feel that if Arthur thought you were up to the task, as I said, I must trust his judgment. I assume that we would need to keep this quiet for now. I would hope indeed that you would. Don't worry, we're not about to share it with any of those others we've met so far. Very right, good. Craig. Uh, before we go and do this, well, I do have anything. one question, oh. and I think it is pertinent to this search. What is the item? And what does it do? Well, as I said, it is, uh, it is an artifact. Yes. It is of, uh, of perhaps Mayan or Incan or Aztec. Uh, I'm not certain of the American. details. Uh, something of Mesoamerican uh, 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 culture. Uh, I believe that uh, that it is uh, some form of a, uh, a... It's a ritual item. I, I don't know much about it. As I said, Arthur was handling all of this. He mm. brought the information to me uh, about it. So um, I'm Would afraid that I do not have a lot of help for you. That is why uh, you, fortunately, with your great deductive skills yes. and you with your vast scientific knowledge and you with your 
uh, rather ferocious demeanor and you with your incredible brawn uh, I'm going to rely upon to uh, to solve this uh, matter for us she said I'm brawny yes dear I certainly think that we can do this if that's all right yes, with you of done. course very well uh, is there anything you could possibly lend us or give us to make sure that we are most equipped for the task extra weapons you have lying around or other various things. Or some notoriety in case we run into others who may not believe us. She says, I can give you a, um, I can give you a, a, a document which, mm. should you encounter other uh, members of our organization, will show that you are working on a mission directly for me. Fantastic. That should hold you in good stead uh, should you run upon any other uh, members of the group who do not know what is going on. Uh, that I can do. Uh, furthermore, uh, we have extensive contacts in law enforcement. Um, we have people placed within Scotland Yard and within the local constabularies throughout the, uh, the boroughs <coughs> who can help to uh, cover up things should mm. something go uh, rather awry. However, I must caution you to try to avoid that at all possible. Yes. Oh, of course. A large part of the reason our organization operates in secret is because uh, these creatures that we fight feed on the fear of their yeah. victims. Should a panic ensue, it would in fact further empower the monstrosities that we face. Yes. Do you feel that you're up to the task? Of course. Yes. Do yes. you feel that you're up to the task? Mm -hmm. Very, Very certainly. Good. She says, uh, I shall return this to you. Who, who takes it? Uh, I'll take it. Okay. All right. So that Most goes certainly back. her, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that goes back to, uh, to Noel. Very well. Um, feel free to, uh, to explore the premises. Um, I don't know precisely what sort of equipment you were searching for. If you're not trained on the equipment, I don't know that it would be of much use to you. To be honest, I was mostly looking for a hammer. Fighting another gargoyle, of course, not super effective with claws. Ah, yes, um, a hammer. Um, yeah, they're, they're deathly afraid of hammers, gargoyles. Is that so? Science. Hmm. He I says make, a lot of things. I should make a note of that. And she, 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 <laughs> she politely writes it right, down. Yeah, right in your science book. Yeah, she writes it down, and, uh, and uh, Craig is beaming, and the rest Crumples of you see that she's very obviously just humoring Craig. Uh, like you would a child. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes, oh, a giant wow, seven foot two, great. A giant seven-foot-two, 300-pound uh, child. Yes. Um, he yes. really is good at his job, I yes. promise. He does not... Uh, you don't allow him to pet rabbits, do you? <laughs> Not usually, no. <laughs> and with that, oh no, uh, it's uh, too quick to catch, but these, and he pulls out a kitten from the swarm. <laughs> Craig, why do you have Mr. Mittens here? Well, he was living in my jacket. How, how long has he been even in your jacket? You that? I sort of thought we would have heard something. Have you fed him? Yeah. Feed him sausages and... Oh, my goodness. Did you oh. sit on him? I, I, I am so sorry. We'll, we'll take our leave now. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, and she, uh, she rings a little bell, and the servant who brought you in, uh, he goes and escorts you out. Um, and uh, he, was, he was obviously standing, just waiting right outside the door there mm -hmm. for you to be dismissed. Um, and, uh, and as you... Uh, you know, he says, please follow me, and he escorts you back into the main room, and uh, you can spend the rest of the time uh, hobnobbing uh, with, uh, with the various people, uh, or we can uh, cut on to, uh, mm -hmm. 
to the next day when you may or may not have something that you wish to do. We probably spend a while socializing, but I don't know if we need to yeah. Yeah. linger on it. Very good. Um, so, uh, with that, um, the, uh, we move on to the next day. It is now the day after the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the day after the, uh, the meeting with, uh, with Mrs. Harker. And it is also the morning of the first of the meetings that, uh, that Arthur had uh, written in his day planner. Cool. Um, so, um, assuming that, uh, that that is what you wish to do, um, he was uh, scheduled for today mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, to board the 1015 omnibus at Piccadilly Circus going towards Charing Cross Station. And he was supposed to meet someone named Scroggs. Yes. That being said, you have no idea who this Scroggs is or who they may be. I suppose it's a good thing we got a detective here. <laughs> she could probably sniff him out. Not literally. You know no, what Scroggs smells like? No, unfortunately. Yes, Craig. Just, just... Yes. Just to meet yeah. him. Mm. But... You're better than I am, darling. While we're here, um, I do want to put it out there that we need to be very careful who we give information to. Yes, of course. Since we do not know who this mole may be, and that includes... What's her face? Mrs. Harker? Harker. Mrs. Harker. Really? You believe Mrs. Harker might be? I don't know who. I can't imagine she would. She has too many connections to the founding of the organization. Can never be too sure. <laughs> I suppose not. I've just right. I've well, heard such good things about her. From what she's said, Arthur is the only person who had any information on this. Why is that? Right. Don't um, you think that's a little <clears throat> odd? Well, it makes sense that she would want to uh, sanction it off, given that she believed there to be a mole. She didn't even have the information, supposedly. Don't you think that's odd? I'm not the detective here. Uh, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I so where is this wife. conversation taking place? Is this as you're making your way towards the, yeah. the yeah. first place? Yeah. So as you're walking down the streets, uh, heading towards Piccadilly Circle. Right, um, hushed tones. Just out of curiosity, um, you... Uh, d- describe the, 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 like, your lodgings. Like, where, whereabouts do, uh, do either of you as couples reside? Oh. I imagine we have like a small little storefront that's got our mm-hmm. our R and R detective uh, agency R&R thing, and we live right yeah. above it. Right above it, right. yeah. Small like a little, apartment like a little apartment. Struggling detectives. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, I love. We that. have a flat, mm-hmm. just you know, a bottom level flat, so that we can have access to a basement where I can have my lab. <laughs> that, that makes, makes sense. sense. All right, and probably all in our uh, neighbors, all our neighbors have left by now. They said things about screams and smells. I don't get it. It's all right, dear. It just means more privacy for us. We've been investing in soundproofing recently. It's quite useful. You should get some for yourself. We should certainly do that when we have the extra time or money. Yes. We'll help you with that. Oh, that'd be lovely. Very good. (laughs) Um, As you make your way to Piccadilly Circle, which is uh, which is one of the large, uh, not really a square. It's a it's a big roundabout there uh, mm-hmm. in the near Regent uh, near Regent uh, Drive. It's uh, it's a 
center of business. It's like Times Square in New York. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of traffic. There's tons of crowds of people. Yeah. If you were somebody who was meeting somebody then and you were worried about, uh, uh, you know, you wanted to make mm-hmm. sure you met in a public place so there couldn't be any kind of crazy double cross sort of things, this is the kind of place you would pick out to meet somebody like that. Uh, so as you're making your way there uh, to, uh, to Piccadilly Circle uh, to, uh, to uh, catch the thing, uh, you, uh, you are going along, and uh, you hear a, a newsboy hawking out, Extra, extra, read all about it. Body found floating in the Thames. Extra, extra, gruesome murderer amongst us. Extra, extra. Uh, pardon me, can I have one of those? That'll be two shillings, my, my lady. Oh, all right. Just... Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Throw him out. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up. <laughs> Little boy. Because she doesn't give a shit about the kid. She just needs the paper. She's like, I fully expected she whatever. was going to haggle with the kid. <laughs> nah. Not worth Two it. Two shillings? She just, I can get it for one shilling down the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I can't support my medical bills. <laughs> Little Timmy. <laughs> <Is that you? laughs> um, yeah, so uh, so you look and uh, in big bold headline across the front of the thing uh, it says uh, uh, body found floating in the Thames. Uh, early this morning, uh, fishermen retrieved a corpse that had been floating in the Thames. It had been uh, in there for for quite some time. The body was, uh, you know, and and this is one of the yellow tabloid sheets, you know, so everything's much more sensationalized, you know. Mm-hmm. This poor soul, his his body was bloated and distended, and mm. oh, the the horrors that this poor man did. But the truly gruesome thing is that the skin had been flayed from his skull. Some vicious murder amongst oh. us. And uh, it goes on and on, you know, with interviews of, of the people who found him and describing him. Were they able to identify who it was? They were not no? able to identify Ooh. who it was. Uh, they said that uh, he was, uh, he appeared to be a person of, uh, uh, of, of some uh, small, not insignificant means, uh, possibly, a, uh, possibly a, a, a household servant or something along those right, lines. Right. Uh, you know, but... Uh, you know, not a not a gutter snipe person, uh, somebody uh, with a respectable job. Increasing the terror level of this. Who among us is safe if this can happen here? You know, and as you're reading it, you uh, you uh, you make your way towards uh, Piccadilly Circle, and you arrive at the square, and uh, the um, the place is, uh, of course, just packed. It is rush mm. hour time, right? Um, and. Uh, Check the pocket watch. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. You're a little bit early. Uh, even stopping to uh, to get the newspaper, you are still you're still on time. And mm. uh, and as you're sitting there waiting, you know there's a big crowd of people waiting there to catch the omnibus, the horse-drawn double-decker buses that they uh, that they had back uh, in the day. Um, and um, uh, everybody, why don't you all give me a notice roll? I was gonna just notice. Ask. I'm theoretically good at that. Yay. Oh, oh, fingers crossed. Oh, actually oh. a good my little bar. Yeah, so am I. The oh, oh goodness. Oh, your little. Uh, oh, you don't have tokens there. That's why. Find my tokens. That uh, you guys need tokens if I'm going to make you roll stuff here. Mm-hmm. I'll throw <laughs> well, you said it's a notice roll. Exist. Yes, I'll throw these. Any into, modifier? Uh, none other than what you would normally have. No. Okay. Nope, you're fine. There we go. Notice roll. I've rolled. All right. Oh! Oh! 
Dr. Natura. Very impressive. Nobody got a raise, is that correct? I did. Wait, uh, wait, no, you got no, seven. I got yep, you, so you got a seven. Yeah. So uh, for those watching at home, the way Savage Worlds works is uh, you have uh, in each of your abilities, and, and I'm not going to go deep dive into the rules here, but uh, for each of your skills, you have a different die type that you can roll. Um, the better you are at something, the higher the die type you have. Uh, most uh, tasks have a target number of four. Uh, so you have to make uh, a four, beat it with your meet or beat a four with your die roll in order to succeed at the task. If you exceed the target number by more than by an increment of four, if you go four over, so like if you need a four and you roll an eight, that is called getting a raise. That's like uh, getting a critical hit so with your d20 or something. You get something extra for that. Uh, so uh, we had uh, Craig, not unsurprisingly, <laughs> uh, was watching a squirrel and yeah. did not, in fact. Uh, notice anything, uh, but Wainwright and Noel and Dr. Natura, um, as you are uh, waiting for the omnibus there, um, you uh, notice somebody uh, across uh, the, the crowd uh, that's gathered around here um, who has uh, uh, got a newspaper in front of them, and you think, you're not certain, but you think you caught out of the corner of your eye this person uh, looking at you and then... Mm covering their face behind the, uh, the newspaper again. Did you, you catch that, darling? Oh, I was just about to say the same thing. Ah, oh. oh, you have a keener eye than I. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the pigeons around here is fatter than they normally are? <laughs> you know, I think they are, Craig. Thanks. I wasn't really looking, but now that you say it, I'm we still have, not looking. We have <coughs> better things to focus on right now, dear, please. They oh. do look delicious, though. <coughs> I'm sure they're fantastic. What do we do about that? Well, you're good at talking to people. Perhaps. Perhaps. We Are we just going to shimmy on up to him and ask him how his day's been? Yeah, that's kind of my thing. I'm not sure. As you're discussing this, the omnibuses, uh, you see it approaching and pulling up to the, up to the stop here. Maybe we can approach him while we're getting on the bus and kind of... Does he look like he's going us. to get on the bus, too? I mean, he's standing kind of in the queue for people who are mm -hmm. waiting to catch I the bus. These are not, these are not the, the big double-decker buses yeah. they have now. It was like a, a, like a large carriage mm -hmm. that people rode on the top and inside. Um, keep an eye on him as we board. Yeah, because it said board the 1015 omnibus. Yeah, yeah. so, so we can't miss the bus. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so some of the people uh, ride inside. Some of them, like, you know, hold on to mm -hmm. the back of it. You know, it's Right, it's however not, they can fit. Yeah, however you can fit. That's it's, probably me. Yeah. On the back. I'm on the back. You're dragging well. the whole thing down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so as you, so, so uh, Craig is not even going to try to climb into this uh, small thing. No. He's just going to go uh, jump on the back. And, uh, and as you, Keep and it. as you shimmy up to it, the driver looks over at you and does a double take. And he says, Oh, no, no, you, you can't get on the horses. Uh, horses are already under enough uh, stress. You'll, you'll... Oh, what the hell, I suppose. Well, you, you, gotta, sure. you gotta hang on the back there. We can't get you inside the carriage. That was a, that was a pain, eh? You know, I'm, I know I'm a very beefy boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the guy with the who looked suspicious. Is he coming this way? Is he getting on the bus? Uh, he is moving over towards the uh, towards the omnibus. Uh, but right. he is he is now that you're watching him. He is doing it in such a way that uh, it appears as though he is uh, kind of trying to keep members of the crowd between you and him. Like he's not you know walking right to the thing. He's doing that thing where you kind of mm -hmm. you know make your way around. You know, uh, pussyfooting. Yeah, pussyfooting like, a little bit there. <laughs> 
I don't, I don't like that. And such. No, you I'm going to sort of. And then, uh, as you watch, oh. he, uh, he kind of, uh, you know, he's not looking over at you, really. He's, uh, he's definitely keeping his face away from you. Um, and uh, he kind of turns, and he pulls up, and he, uh, he hails a handsome one of the cabs that's going by. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Yes. I'm going to sort of duck a little bit, so I'm a little more hidden by the crowd, and I'm going to try to sort of flank around and get onto one of his sides. Because with, with, he's trying to like keep distance, so I'm going to make sure he doesn't see me so I can get up next to him. Right, right. Okay. At least try. Sure. Is that a... Yeah, so the way the handsome cabs are, uh, if you're not familiar, uh, you have the horse up front, and then you have, it's like a two-wheeled uh, carriage. Uh, the driver sits up on the back, and there are like usually two seats side by side right there. It's kind of an open-fronted carriage there. Um, so, yeah, so you can definitely go up to, uh, to where he is and, uh, um, uh, and see uh, him as the, uh, as the carriage is starting to pull away, the handsome cab is starting to pull away. And the rest of you are on the bus, because the bus is loading up, and, uh, right. and while he's doing this, like, it's time for the bus to pull out. Yeah, so, yeah, I suppose... Um, Craig, darling, hmm? could you do me a favor? Yes, dear. And please watch over Wayne. I will stay with Noel. What we do? I'm already. I'm not even there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over by the cab. Did you uh, see Wayne over he, there? He went that way. Keep oh, right. And I just go. <laughs> oh, bus is departing. Everybody, it's on the way. Wayne, on our way. She's oh, mean. Oh, no. She's <laughs> mean. <laughs> There's just something about yelling at like a public service guy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to go and intimidate uh, the bus driver. <laughs> um, so he's already in the cab, yeah? He's in the cab, yeah. All right. He's, uh, he's still got his paper up in front of his face there. You know, he's definitely... Uh, he's really committing to the bit. He's yeah. committing to the, to I, the bit there. I'm, I'm, ma- I'm making my way over to the cab, and I assume the door's closed. Yeah, it's not really even so much a door. Uh, I mean, there is kind of like a little a little gate in front of it, sort of thing, you know, that closes so that uh, like the uh, uh, like the horses that they kick up mud, it doesn't squall over your clothes or whatever. Yeah. So there's like a little there's like a, a little opening door that opens on the front of the thing, right behind the horses, and then it has like a little glass window mm-hmm. there, so they can see out the front. But uh, the horses kick mud up on it, it, gets all dirty and stuff. So yeah, you would get into the the front of it, but he's already closed the little uh, the little door there. All right, I'm uh, just... And the driver is, uh, uh, you know, he shouts down to him, uh, uh, Where to, sir? And he says, um, <clears throat> Just start driving. And uh, I'm uh, going to... Can I hop onto, like the, like, the side bit of the carriage so I can, um, like, hold so on to the side of it? So you could try that. The, uh, the driver, uh, if he sees you doing that, might uh, think... Hey, get off there and hit you with the horse whip or something. You right, know, that would be not thing. good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like it's not like big. It's like a little no. riding crop kind like, of thing ah. that he uses to <laughs> whack at the horses. So, uh, you know, you're not getting a free ride on the side of his cab. No. That's for damn sure. No. He, I'm. I'm so gonna. That would be what would happen there. I'm gonna try to wave him down. Like as as he starts like pulling, I'm like, uh, excuse me, sorry. Uh, the the man you have in your carriage, I need to have a word with him very quickly. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> Very. I'm not good at talking to people. It's not my thing. I come, oh. I come walking. I'll be like, "What are we doing, Wayne?" Uh, well, if they start driving away, please stop them from doing so. I just so. go and like I jump on the back of the cab, the, the cab, and I just stand on the back of it. <laughs> Lay so. it down so it can't yeah. move. Yeah, yeah. Well, I make sure it doesn't leave. I got you. Well, that works remarkably well. That's not moving Yeah, you step anymore. out of the back, and the part that's connected to the horses kind of lifts up, and the horses are... Because all of a sudden, oh, the, 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 the harness you know, that's pulling them has been lifted back by you jumping on the back of the Sorry, cab. Sorry, horse. Seesawing. Um, you just take, like, one foot off of it. Let it relax a little bit. No. No? No. No. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm making my way over to the door, and I'm just gonna open it <laughs> if I can, and I'm yeah. gonna hop in next to the guy. Uh, so you do that, right? And uh, meanwhile, the omnibus has pulled away. Yeah. With two of you on. We are. All right. Please um, stick close. You uh, you pull in. You sit in, you sit down next to the individual, and um, as you do that, uh, we're gonna cut over to you guys, to you you two. Mm. Right. So, um, so you're there on the bus, and it's, it, you know, it's crowded. There's a lot yes. of people in the thing. You know, they're taking seats and whatever, standing up. I'm not, I don't remember exactly how the, the London omnibuses mm-hmm. work. Uh, yeah. So let's assume it's like a smaller horse-drawn version of like a normal bus. Cool. The same experience, you know, crowded and unpleasant uh, transportation for the, for the hoi polloi as opposed mm-hmm. to the upper crest. We'll try and get into a optimal position to keep an eye on the rest of the bus. Yep. Yes. Very good. Mm. Um, yeah, and you certainly can. You can uh, sit there and, and position yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, are you both staying together? Are you splitting up one at the front, one at the back, so you can see? Or one person going to like look at the top of the bus, one person watch the bottom of the bus? Because our muscle isn't here, <laughs> we should probably stick together. That's a yeah. good yeah. point. Hey, muscle, go help muscle. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Care of this. <laughs> it seems that we, we are perfectly <laughs> capable young ladies. Hey, <laughs> you're the only one that hurt the... You have a shotgun. Yes, the I have a shotgun. Have, yeah, you yes. do uh, have a shotgun. Where, by the way, are you carrying your shotgun here as, uh, as you're I making your it, way through? Uh, I keep it under my cloak. It is a sawed-off. So it is a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, yes. so it's not humongous because I am not a humongous person. You're sawed-off. Yeah, yes. I'm sawed-off <laughs> at the knees. <laughs> I'm rather small. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, I just keep it, like, tucked. I got, like, a holster for it to keep it back here. All right, and you got, like, one of those uh, mm-hmm. And then I got a big old cloak. All right. Because you know um, London. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, yeah, you're not walking through a dungeon or space pirating through the mm-hmm. uh, through the outer reaches here. You're in. Uh, you know, you're in in the city. Cramped London. Cramped, yeah. smoggy, fitted, smelly. Smellies. Yeah, definitely smelly. Stinky, <laughs> foggy, 1890s London. All the um, adjectives. <laughs> thank God I carry soap. We do. Co- yeah. Covered in shit. <laughs> Literally. Probably. Yeah. The omnibus pulls away. You guys are, are on the thing, and you're kind of looking around, trying to find out what you're supposed to do now, because mm-hmm. all it said was, get on the thing, headed towards there, and he was supposed to meet this Scroggs person. Mm-hmm. Um, looking around, you see uh, a bunch of people, you know, who are like on their way, probably, you know, home from work, mm-hmm. uh, or who are on their way to the market, or who are, you know, going about the business of their day here. Um, uh, nobody leaps out at you immediately as whoever he might have been planning to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, so what uh, what what would you like to uh, to do here as you are finding yourselves on this bus with no idea who it is that you're supposed to come into contact with? Detective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Noelle's a detective. Lindsay's not. <laughs> 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 oh man, if no one's like sticking out, what is the next thing that you try? looking Isn't for notice? I don't know I guess if no one is like sticking out as in like a tire wise or something I don't know if there's any person that kind of seems they're trying to stay off by themselves or if maybe they have a seat open next to them for like if mm. Arthur came mm-hmm. then like that would be a good thing for him to like hop over there and just that's, be like, uh, that's hey a very there. good point yeah because okay. this place is full and people are standing and yet there is one uh, there is one person who is sitting there uh, by themselves and they've kind of Managed to take up two seats by manspreading, uh, <laughs> which, you know, what do you do on a bus other than that? Um, and uh, uh, so um, 
you do see one person who is sitting by themselves. Okay, and when I also like I clock that, does it kind of maybe seem like can I notice them trying to like eye around possibly? They are Come well, out. I'll tell you what, now you can give me that notice check. Ha <laughs> 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 There we go. Both ah. of us are just Lindsay. Well she's the one who's who's uh Yeah, I'd say I'm kinda keeping them out this trying to my, find this out, so myself or think so notice roll. Okay. Right. So a four. Um, I will say that success. I will say that you uh, I will say that you get the sense, uh, given your uh, vast experience with uh, interviewing people and, and deductive reasoning and, and all of that sort of detective business that you're about, um, you definitely get the sense that this individual is is not only not looking around for somebody, they are decidedly trying to look as though they are not looking around for somebody. Mm. Yeah, that's. Trying to be not telling is very telling. Exactly. <laughs> um, I will I'll lean to Dr. Natour and just be like, that's like kind of discreet, maybe kind of using her head a little mm. bit to point out the individual over there, just like, it's possible that might be our guy. Well, would you like to take care of it or would you like me to do it? Uh, You're much more tactful than I. Yeah, I was going to say, I just wanted to let you know what was up and I think I'll um, make my way over. See if I can. I will also make my way over, yes. but not so obvious. So <laughs> obviously. All right. So you go over to where this person is sitting, mm. and they're. Uh, I'll just kind of hover near the area. They're just kind of sitting there, you know, with the legs spread. It kind of looks up at you. Sorry, seat's taking. Oh, is it by by who? For me. No, you don't need both seats. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm meeting somebody and I'm holding the seat for him. But there's plenty of other people around here who might let a lady such as yourself sit down and give their seat to you. I am not that person. This guy's a I dickhead. Yeah, I see. Well, I'm also meeting someone. Perhaps we're meeting the same person. Oh, really? I sincerely doubt that. Well... Tell me, who are you meeting? Yeah, no, no. Uh, are, are, you, are you out of your mind? I'm not telling you anything like that. She's gone about your business, gone about your business. <laughs> <laughs> Do I just be like that? I don't you know. could try asking. Are you Scroggs? And with that, the kind of uh, cocky, uh, dickish uh, demeanor that he's been putting on uh, kind of slips a little bit, and he says, who are you? And he kind of moves over for you to sit down. Oh, now you let me sit. Thank you. <laughs> who, who are you and why are you looking for me? And now all of a sudden he's looking around the, the thing as if he's very, very nervous. Because I believe we have the same connection if you will be so kind as to divulge that to me now. <sighs> All right, look, I was supposed to meet a friend here who was supposed to get on the bus at that stop. He didn't. And now you're here asking about me. So I want to know what the bloody hell's going on here. Did Arthur send you? In a way, <laughs> in spirit. <laughs> He sent us. <laughs> 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 Pretty good. Thank you. 
sorry, jokes, jokes. Um, maybe I shouldn't be joking about that. Um, <laughs> often, fortunately, uh, is not with us anymore. Um, Arthur's been compromised. Oh, oh, shit, shit, shit. Let me off, let me off, uh, let well, me well, off. Why, what's, what's the problem? The kind of like eyeing with Dr. Tura being like, might need some backup if this guy's trying to yeah, get yeah. out of he's, here. He's freaking out. He's yeah. like, Dr. Natura. He like obviously not only uh, wasn't expecting Arthur to not be here, he had no, obviously had no idea Arthur was dead. And the fact that you said the word compromised instead of, oh, he met an untimely dis- this guy just sh- completely oh, cracked I the brick see here. That. He's like, uh, yeah. Well, oh, let me off, let me off. Doctor, omnibus man. Doctor Natura will walk. That's okay. <laughs> will walk over with her newspaper that she bought and just kind of like, it's open so it doesn't hurt. But she kind of like hits him in the face with it. And it's like, oh, pardon me. Allow me to just squeeze in right here. And she'll like crush herself between whoever's <laughs> next to him and on the other side. Is and it the side with the shotgun? No. Oh, uh, no. She'll lean in real close to him and be like, if you don't shut your bloody fucking trap, you're going to get us all killed. <laughs> <laughs> intimidation. Can you do an intimidation check yes. on that? Yes. <laughs> nice. I'm glad that we're shaking down the wrong guy, by the That's way. That's right. <laughs> it's probably this dumbass that got <laughs> killed. Uh, intimidation. I mean, so, yeah, considering uh, how easily frazzled he got. At the four? Yeah. Cool. So uh, the fact that you have just such a, a, a calm, steely-eyed, mm-hmm. this, this little My eyes this are tiny so woman. dark you can't see the pupils. <laughs> like, it's like... Yes, this tiny woman who, who comes out of nowhere, sits down, muscles into him, and, and basically says, shut the fuck up, you know. <laughs> like, you actual idiot, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> and he, uh, he kind of, uh, he catches his breath, he looks around. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I shouldn't call attention, I shouldn't call attention. How long have you been working? Long enough. Are you sure? Long enough to notice something really bad is going on here. Long uh, enough to know better. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I I had information that Arthur wanted me to get for him and uh, and I found some things out. Uh, But... uh, Well, now it's here for us. Yeah, I was going to say, suggest you... if you could just be so kind as to do that, that'd be fantastic. Right. And with that, we're going to cut back over to here. Mm. The cab is there. <clears throat> the horses are kind of bucking and, and winning. And actually, they're starting to kick up a little bit now because, you know, they are not used to having their thing pulled up. And, you know, like people, you know, bystanders are kind of, you We're know, just making huge people are giving scenes. a wide berth as these horses are starting <laughs> to freak out. The, uh, the, the cabbie, uh, he turns around ready to, ready to shout at you and hit you with the thing. And then he sees you. And then standing he, upright. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you're actually you're <laughs> head eye to eye level. Yeah. Him. He's sitting way up on top of the cab, and you're like looking him right in the face. And he's like, uh. "Hello." And you go in and sit down next to the person in the uh, <laughs> oh in the cab, goodness. right? And uh, he's got the uh, the newspaper up there. And I'm sorry, what did you say to him? I I just got in. You just got in. So I I, I sit down right next to him, and I look up at him, and I go, "You're acting quite suspicious for just." Uh, random person. Do you happen to know a Scroggs, by any chance? And he puts down the newspaper, and uh, well, he he takes a deep breath, and then he lets out a breath. 
And then he drops the newspaper, and when he does, he's holding a revolver at you. Oh. <laughs> mm. That's not the disconcerting part. Mm -hmm. The disconcerting part is that it is Arthur looking at you. <gasps> what? And Shut the what? fuck no. up. And with that, we are going to call off this episode. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. <laughs> well, now I'm glad I sent Muscle to help Muscle. Like, what's what? happening? <laughs> I need to cut being a detective because there was a body there and apparently I gotta retire guys I gotta quit being a no, doctor wait, because gotta, I was sure he was dead it's gotta be a doppelganger all right. right. I am. I am <laughs> hoping that all of you are as confused and uh, gobsmacked as the players here obviously are. Thank you for joining us for this episode one of Rippers, uh, brought to you by uh, our lovely cast uh, and uh, a Health Hits Experience production. Um, we will be picking this up and hopefully finishing it off next week uh, if uh, if things go according to plan. My evil plans. Uh, in the meantime. Thank you all for watching. We really appreciate you joining us. Uh, thank you to Cam for uh, offering us these wonderful uh, facilities. Uh, thank you to uh, everybody uh, who helps make this thing possible. Thank you to Britty, who I hope is not watching this and is instead catching up on some well-deserved sleep at this moment. But when you see the VOD, Britty, I hope you appreciate it. Yeah, if you're not asleep right now, we will be mad at you. We will be very mad at you if you're not sleeping. Yeah. All right, thank you, everyone, and uh, join us again next week to see what the hell is going on in Rippers! Woo! Uh... <laughs> <laughs>